1: Of course we're online. I knew the producer would mess it up. Adam Bates, take responsibility. New system and you've left me on the screen not knowing that we're live. Absolutely fantastic start. This is the post-match point in association with Purity on the Villa View. I am your Husky host, Dan Bardell. Not hung over this time actually, but I've actually got the plague. So I'm struggling a little bit. So my voice may cut... In and out, but I'm battling through. Obviously, Villa had so many absentees at the weekend. We couldn't afford to have any absentees on the Villa view. I'm joined by Chris Dolan and Neil from the for, love, for the love of Paul McGrath podcast to talk through Aston Villa one, Brentford one. I think there's a variety of, of views. I think Dolan's glass might be a little bit half empty. I think mine's half full, and I think Neil's is is half full as well. Dolan, I'll come to you first. I think it's it's more the result that you're that has left you feeling a little bit empty, rather than the performance, because you feel like with the fixtures coming up, we we needed to grab something on Saturday, really. Dolan on mute. Neil, do you want to chime in while I can't hear Dolan.
2: Yeah, I I I'm a small bit more glass half full, as I said, because. Um... You know, I, I can understand that like the, the 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 map that Dean Smith has laid out for this year. Um, he hasn't even gotten off the first step on it yet because look, realistically we're down eight players more or less, give or takes, uh, from from what he wanted to be able to shuffle his deck with. He just hasn't been able to do it. And when you're left in the midfield with uh Carney Chukwuaka, who granted, look, he is going to be a star of the future. I, I, I thought he was okay in this game. I didn't think he was, he was bad by any, by any, uh, stretch of the imagination. But he's seventeen years of age, and this is his first game in the Premier League. You have him. You have Ashley Young, who I thought was, you know, a bit, bit of a strange one. But I can understand why he was put in there, considering that even though Connor was on the bench, you know, maybe they didn't want to play Connor in that position, but they wanted to put in a little bit more of a have an experienced head there and so in, beside the young kid in Kearney as well. And also then that was going to allow Douglas Louise to do his bit at the back. But, you know, look, I can understand why people are frustrated and are upset with it as well. But context is king here. And the fact that more or less three of our more more important attacking pieces have been missing, and we got a glimpse of Ollie Watkins when he came on. And also the fact that we we're down our leadership crew of uh, Tyrone Mings, uh, John McGinn, as well inside there. And look, it was very unfortunate with Jacob Ramsey as well because he's become, going to become a small enforcer within the middle of that field. I can understand this. you know, it must be frustrating for Dean Smith. And I can, uh, you know, I, I don't think he should have any shame in coming out of that and saying, listen, you know, one all was probably a fair result for the game but also it's one word but they just wanted to kind of get out of it without um without having to lick their wounds too much and maybe look towards the international in the break not ideal to get a draw against the newly promoted team but i can understand with the context involved in it that uh, uh that's why i would have uh, a glass half full in that instance
1: dolan have we got you have we got your audio no, this could be. I mean, this could be one of the favorite shows of Dolan. Not, not saying a word. Absolutely no clue what's going on here. So Neil will continue to have a chat while Adam tries to fix Dolan behind the scenes. Absolutely disgraceful from Adam Bates. I think four points out of nine is probably a fair reflection of, of where we've been and and what's been going on. Players missing. We haven't had a first strength, full strength eleven across the three games. Watford, we were abysmal. deserved to lose. I think Newcastle they'll, they'll be knocking around where they usually do. I thought that was a good win, but there were some things about Saturday. I actually enjoyed the game more mm. than I enjoyed the Newcastle win in 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 a, in a lot of ways. I, I thought it was I thought it was a good game. You know Brentford. I don't think Brentford will be near the bottom. I don't I don't think Brentford will be a million miles away from us. On what I saw on on Saturday, I think I think I predicted Brentford to be around around twelfth. I think they'll be they'll be well safe, and in some ways they were, they were better set for the weekend because they've not done loads of business. They're kind of more into their their manager's ethos. They're they're years into a a journey now with Thomas Frank. They all know what they're doing. They're they're solid at the back. They look very good with the three at the back. Dangerous on the counter. Caused us problems. I think going ahead was a a massive thing for them. And we're just a bit of a a mishmash at the moment with so many players missing. You take that amount of players out of any team, Neil. it's, It's going to be a struggle to win a football match, I would say. But I thought we competed well and quite easily could have won.
2: Absolutely. There was... You know, you, you add up the amount of the amount of money those players are going to cost. There's about 200 million worth of players, lest we forget that there is 100 million pounds worth of identity because our identity last season was get the ball to Jack Grealish gone as well. And it does, these things don't happen overnight. And you can be the best, you can be the best manager in the world. But at the end of the day, you know, you're if you're bringing in an awful lot of different components into your team. And and you made a good comparison with the Brentford side there, with them being stable, stable, and a team they've played together, you know, and played together in in, in and and getting results at championship level, you know, that's that's a big piece, you know, because winning breeds a habit and also playing that particular um style of football that they play. You, you need to be playing day playing week in, week out with that team. But Villa just have haven't got that yet. And it's been one thing after another, whether it's been, you know, the upheaval prior to the season, whether it's been COVID, whether it's been injuries. And now, you know, with with, with the international break coming up, it's probably a blessing in disguise, albeit that we probably have and I don't know what way, what side I come down on this yet, but, you know, we still have a talking point over the international break with the two Emmys gone to gone to play with Argentina. And, you know, I just don't think that Dean Smith can catch a break over the first three or four weeks of the season so far. And, uh, you know, when he does, I think we're going to be a formidable outfit. But I just hope that the damage isn't done from a morale point of view, you know, over the, the, the three or four weeks after the international break. But as I say, I'm always glass half full in that instance. Um, and, and I can under, But I can understand why people have, uh, you know, maybe think that four points out of nine isn't good enough.
1: We'll try again. If he doesn't come back now, then he's going to have to go downstairs and just have a period and I give think, up I for the I'm evening. Back. Can
0: you
3: hear
1: me? Oh, yeah. we're, here. we're here. Just again, just so everyone knows, Adam Bates. I'm not sure what his Twitter handle is. his fault that we've had no audio <laughs> no, from Chris Dolan so
3: think, far. I think, I, I think whenever I originally logged in, I didn't allow the web browser to... Uh, use my mic. Oh, very good of you to t- very good of yeah, you to take t- t- the blame. Very wanna, good. of wanna, you. I don't, wanna, I don't want the uh, the world of YouTube to give Mr. Bates a hard time because uh, I think it was my fault. So uh, all good, all good. Okay. All
1: right. Yeah, as I say, we've we've tried to be clever tonight. We've got an, a new setup, some some new microphone gear, and a new back end. And obviously, there's been some teething problems. When you've got someone like Dolan who doesn't click on the right thing. These, these things can happen. Yes, Chris Dolan yeah, is a very yeah. kind man. Obviously, you've not heard anything that me and Neil have have just been speaking about Dolan, but you just 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 explain your feelings on the on the result of the weekend.
3: No, it's just been a bit of a stuttery, stop-start kind of underwhelming season so far. I mean, it's only three games in. I, like, you know, I'm not I'm not like worried at all. But I just think it's we've been unlucky. We've been unlucky with injuries. We've been unlucky with obviously with COVID uh on, on the weekends. Um we've been unlucky with internationals. Obviously the greatest saga just hung over us all summer, um which which looking back probably wasn't ideal. Um and then I've I've heard today that Austin McPhee's um had COVID. He's had with he's he's not with Scotland's um for the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. So he's um he he he's positive for COVID. Obviously McGain, um Ramsey, um, Ming's had a had had an injury. Bailey's not quite right. Um, targets not being fit. I just I don't know, it just has we just haven't really caught a break. We just I don't feel we're up to full speed yet. But I really thought looking at September, I mean September looks horrific on paper. It, it does look pretty, pretty horrific. Um so my view was let's try and buy at least at least seven points from these from these first three games just to put ourselves in some kind of um you know, some kind of uh you know, you know, you know sort of level to then to then progress because I know September is going to be tough it'll be tough but then you know you, you look at the games in September and m- last season um, you know we, we actually did quite well against Chelsea but took four points off Chelsea and, and um, Everton and, uh, Tot- Tottenham as well so um, <coughs> yeah so listen it, they're all tough games but I just thought Saturday at home against Brentford I still think the, the starting eleven that we had, um, we, we we probably should have beaten them. Um, I think you said as well on I don't know if you said it on the WhatsApp or on Twitter, but walk ins on a little bit earlier would have been nice. Maybe fifteen minutes. It's earlier, difficult to know the fitness isn't it maybe and that's game. all he had in his know. tank. Exactly. And, you know we don't know these things, you know, as as you know, as football fans and as people that have no idea about the, the, the you know the what goes on behind the scenes and the medical department. I mean he could have been told by by the um the, the medical team he can't like Watkins cannot go on until you know eighty minutes or eighty one minutes, you know. So if that's if that's what he's told to do, then that's what he has to do. You know, we we're not privy to to this inside information. So my only yeah, that's only my little uh just little concern. I just yeah, I just I, I just feel we've been we've been lucky. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was hoping I was hoping for a slightly better points return from the first three games.
1: I think I mean me and Neil spoke about it, but whilst you weren't here, but I think the fact that Ashley Young has played one game at left wing, one game at left back, and one game at central midfield, I would say that probably sums up the start of the season in a lot of ways. Very very inconsistent, very disjointed. There's been a, been a lot going on. I'm not saying he did he did badly there. I, I thought it was a strange selection, but I think he wants Ashley Young's experience in the team at the moment. I mean, if I was Nakamba or Connor, who's who's since departed, I'd have been sat on the bench thinking, oh, is he playing central midfield over me? But, but that's by the by. He did okay. and His leadership, we know Mings as well, is probably very, very important on the pitch. But I, I do think, now that that probably sums up the disjointed start, the fact that he's played in three positions across three games.
2: That's it, 100%. Absolutely. It's... Um... It's a case of, you know, I suppose one one thing I will say, and, and, and I'm not going to say it's a criticism of Dean Smith, but I think by playing Ashley Young in the first three games and in every instance where he was picked, I think it was the safe choice when he picked him. He picked him at left wing. It was a safe choice to try and protect target. You know, uh, picking him at left back it was a safe choice because he didn't want to bring target in at left back after the roasting off from from Ishmael Asar. and then picking him in midfield was the safe choice as well because he wanted to have experience inside there beside Carney Chuck Mwaka and who uh, and somebody who could maybe go forward and and just patrol around the middle area, also giving a small bit of a help to the left hand side as well. Which uh, if McGinn was in there, maybe that was that was something that they they were probably trying for him to do because you know specifically with Ashley Young and Chuck Moica coming in, this isn't something that they would have, uh, would have planned for all week. You know, a lot of this information and I think Dean Smith said that it was Thursday. I think he said that they found out that this was going to happen. So that really only gave them Friday to work on it. And, you know, that's... They, they had a completely different team in their head to pick, so Ashley Young was probably the safe choice. He could do a small bit of everything and, and be a small, a bit, uh, be a small a bit steady inside or alongside Kearney, Chuck Chukmueka. You know, he could have played Marvellous Nakamba, as you say, absolutely, and gone with two number sixes. But could Carney cover all that area in front and play as an eight, play as the only eight within the team? I don't think he could have. So, you know, a safe choice there would have been to bring in um, Ashley Young, albeit in an unfamiliar position, Um I'm not too sure he played a brilliant game at the weekend either, but I can completely understand why Dean Smith put him in there. Uh, maybe I think if you were if you were to ask him, could he have a do-over on that? I think maybe he might mightn't have played the two but the two of them in midfield, but by all means, I don't think they were fault for uh, for much that went down in the game. But I do think that Ashley Young marking from corners, specifically where he was for that first corner and his movement and how he got drawn to the ball. Uh, I, I did a breakdown on our own podcast on it, and, I, and 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 to be honest with you, it was it was it was a bit naive for somebody of his experience. But you know, apart from that, in the rest of the game, I thought he was pretty good.
1: Yeah, it was a poor goal to concede, wasn't it? Dolan fairly early in the game. Didn't dealt, kind of half dealt with the with the set piece that, that came in, but then didn't didn't really deal with the the, sec, the second bit of action that came off the back of that. And t- Tony finds himself free. Great finish. I mean. Any players must score their first Premier League goal against Villa, so that it was it was a disappointing goal. I don't think enough was done to stop the cross coming in personally.
3: Yeah, I just think like defensively, we just don't look as solid as we did last season. Um, yeah, we just again we just look a little bit disjointed. Even Martinez has made a couple of really uncharacteristic mistakes. You look at Newcastle; I thought we, yeah, a we were a couple of really rash moments. To, yeah, I thought we were lucky to get away with um with uh, with 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 not conceding the penalty. I thought Wilson just out muscling Mings um you know uh, in the first few minutes again he was we were unlucky not to go not to go one down there. And uh, I know that um Rico Henry had a had a glorious chance was just whistled past the post and we just feel I just don't feel we we um we've clicked yet. Um it's gonna take time. I mean we have brought in, you know, four or five players um, but then Cons are going off as well. I mean, I don't know the diagnosis on Cons are, but Cons are going off during the game. It's like, you know, we just seem to be quite fragile at the minute. Um, and I don't know what it is. Uh, I don't know why. But um, yeah, it, we seem to be very unlucky with injuries. But as Neil said, you know, the, the guts of £200 million worth of player not playing first. Um, you, you bring Billy back into that setup. You bring Watkins back into that setup. You bring McGinn back into that setup. Mings back into that setup then all of a sudden it looks like a completely different beast um I heard you speak before about Thomas Frank and and Brentford and, and the players having the same uh you know having the same sort of uh, coaching setup and, and and knowing what um what the rules are I mean he's been managing Brentford exactly the same time as Smith's been managing Aston Villa Um, obviously he was there with Smith as a number two but not for that long um, before Smith departed so I think in terms of philosophies they've both had the same amount of time to embed their philosophies Uh, Brentford have also lost quite a few players they've lost Ben Rama they've lost Watkins they've they've lost players since since um, you know since Frank's taken over so they've had to adapt to losing their best players Um, like we've had to adapt losing Jack but I still think um uh, I still think Smith knows, I mean he knows we haven't played well this season, I thought we were decent in the second half against Watford I think if we had an extra five minutes against Watford then we probably would have got an equaliser, I thought we were decent in the, in the second half, but we were okay against Newcastle um, just finding our feet, but that we we had the standard 2-0 win against um, against them, and then second half, uh, as you said, uh, you felt they were there for the taking, and we just couldn't just couldn't find a way through but we haven't been fluid, but I, you know, I do think. Oh, I also forgot to mention Traore as well. Like, you know, he's he's missing. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of talent. A lot of talent missing. Um, you know, I see the fans are getting a bit edgy about about not bringing in a CDM. But again, we spoke about this before. I think the club wants to go down the route of bringing through their own. You know, we've spent fifteen million on Sanso, who we would have bought this season. I'd imagine we would we, he was planned to, to bottom this summer, but obviously he <coughs> came through came through in, in January. So we bought him in January. So essentially he's like a new signing, hasn't really played much football for us. So when he's back and he's fit, he's another really good number eight, slash number six. McGinn, you've got um you've got Luis, you got uh Carney. So you know there's there's players there to play that position. Do we want to go and spend another twenty million? Quid on, on a on a player from the French league that we don't really know too much about. When we have our own, we have our own players coming through the club. Uh, I thought Carney was excellent um, on Saturday. didn't put a foot wrong. Um, so we, if we're going to go and buy somebody like a um, a Western McKenny, or I've seen Anguiz has gone off to I think he's gone off to Napoli. Is it is it Napoli today? It. He's. Um, yeah. I mean, I would have gone in for him. I would have I would have put in a, a cheeky a cheeky fifty million pound bid for him. Um, but I'm surprised he's, he's gone to Napoli. I'm
1: surprised he's gone somewhere player. that big, to be honest. I am, I'm surprised yeah, he was in and out of the Fulham side. That... Everyone wants him, but I'm not sure.
2: The, the thing about Nguisa is that yeah. what Napoli had to replace, Bakioku's gone to Milan, I suppose, as well. And they're very similar players from that point of view, but there's there's players moving yeah. for half nothing on the continent at the minute, and they're, because they're there getting yeah. getting bigger movements to bigger teams as well. So I think that's another piece yeah. with the fans as well. Whereby they, you know, you're seeing p- players like Bakayoko even moving for like 15 million, I think it was, and and there was someone else today that moved for half nothing as well. And you know, just because they're moving from one club to another doesn't mean they want to come to Aston Villa. And that's a stark reality. No matter how much money we have to spend you know it's champions league football european football trumps an awful lot of that uh, and uh, like sabitzer going from Le- from leipzig to 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 Bar- to bayern munich like 18 million euros like absolute pittance it's a really strange market really look yeah
1: yeah, I mean, we won't buy anyone in midfield unless they're better than what we have. And that player obviously isn't out there. Otherwise, I think we'd be active and we'd be doing it. There's no point buying someone who's going to be on the same level as the players we've got. We already haven't quite got it right in central midfield. So they're not going to go out there and spend spend money on someone who isn't better than what we have. So people panicking about the midfield. If the right player doesn't come along, we've been down this road before. I, I'd rather not do it. There's no point spending money for the sake of it. There's enough players there already. We've talked about in terms of numbers. Yes, we've got a lot of injuries at the moment. But unless... You know, like Bailey is a, is a level, I've said before, a level above, I think, what, what what we could possibly should should be getting. I'm amazed we managed to pull that one off because he's a fantastic player. You know, if something like that came up in central midfield, the club would absolutely 110% go and do it. The money's there, but they won't just flit it away on on, on nothing and people who aren't better than what we already have. So I kind of get it. I mean, I've got to say, I thought, I thought Louise was very, very good on Saturday. Back to the Louise that we saw post-lockdown where he came in in defensive midfield and was finding himself in the right place. Very good defensive contributions, keeping it simple, like laying the ball off. I thought Louise had a a great game, actually. On Saturday, I'd probably have given him the man of the match. I thought the first half in particular, he really stood out. And I suppose the other thing, Dolan, is, you know, we went 1-0 down against Watford. It became two. It became three. On Saturday, quick response. Brendan is still finding his feet. I thought he got better as the game went on because I think his fitness improved as the game went on, as stupid as as that sounded. Lovely goal, but a a good response as well, and that's encouraging. Oh, we've lost Olin again. Absolute disaster. I have to go to you. I have to go to you, Neil, and ask you. But good response, wasn't it? Now it was. It was a fantastic response.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, look, oh, it really was know, because Adamite. <laughs> <laughs> because as as you said yourself, look, you know, that the team being, I'm not going to say fragile and confidence, but a team that, that obviously had all the upheaval 24, 48 hours beforehand, um, come back into the game like they did. And, uh, a, and it was a great goal. And it was the big, best thing about that goal was the movement. You get to kind of see what Danny, well, not kind of see, you absolutely see what Danny, Danny Ings brings to the team. He playing, he was playing against the back three. He kind of, uh, he, he took Ayer, dragged Ayer right across, the back three Pinnock was out of out of uh position and he dragged three players with him into the corner El Ghazi comes steaming into the corner with him they play a lovely one too and the second that ball is played by El Ghazi and you have to give him some credit for this the way he played that ball the three players were stuck the three Brentford players were stuck in the corner because Ings movement was so good and when Ings comes out at that kind of an angle and plays it across the box Pinnock and Rico Henry are so far away from him we Buendia. Bundier has all the space behind him towards the edge of the area to come out and pick it up, and no matter how fast Rico Henry and and uh, Pinnock are, are to come and get onto the ball, Bundier still has time to, to to look up and put it in the back of the net. Um, it was it was really really well worked goal. Carney Chuckwick actually plays a brilliant role in it too when the three Brentford defenders are with the, with Ings in the corner. Um, Kearney makes a run towards them as well and kind of hems them into the corner so they can't move. I don't know whether it was by design or what happened with that with that run, but if it was by complete another look, I'm telling you, this guy has it in spades then Carney has because he just knows what to do. But it was really, really good, really well worked goal. And and that pass was inch perfect. That layoff pass, that wall pass from um and Gazi was inch perfect into Ing's uh, foot. And uh look, as I say, the next thing we saw was a ball whistling into the top corner. Really, really good goal. Um, it was more so the way the ball was the 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 goal was worked because one of my biggest criticisms of the team so far is we're not creating chances in the open play, but this one was very much a chance of our own creation. And while the shot did come from outside the box, I'd love to see a small a bit more like this again as the as the games go on and on.
1: Yeah, three goal contributions in three games for, for Danny Ings as well now, which is a great start. For him. I still
2: don't think we've quite
1: worked out how to get the best out of him. I think that will come when he's paired with Watkins. I thought there was some potential there actually in the ten minutes that Watkins was on the pitch. Dolan, are you there? Are you back?
3: I think so. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm back. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We're yeah. In? Yeah. No, I mean I don't know how much how much of that you heard, but it was a lovely goal and good for no, I heard obviously to no, be off the
3: mark. I've- I've heard it, yeah. Yeah, as Neil said, I mean, I thought it was great. It was great football, great link-up, great one-touch as well from Algazi to to off to to Ings and then off to Buendia. A lovely little flick as well, a really lovely flick um, mm. and, a, and a super finish. Uh, I thought Ings was unlucky quite soon after that. You'd have, you'd have really... Mm. I think you should have scored. scored. You should have scored. You should have scored that. Yeah, I mean, it was straight at him. I mean, you know, that's kind of why you bring him in for those chances. But... As you said, his return his return's been uh, been, been sensational. Two two goals and, a, and an assist, um, and his, his, his all round play's been um, been 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 fantastic. But again, we're gonna have to read that when Watkins comes back after the after the break, and, and you know we're gonna have have those two up top. So then, I think fans complaining about day playing as a number ten? For me, he's quite flexible. He can play there. How how do you see the the kind of midfield four then if we go four 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 two? How do you see it adapt?
1: I mean at the moment it feels like anyone could be there with, with the injuries, but I think it'll be Louise McGinn as a two, and then you'll have Wendy coming from the right, drifting, and you'll have Bailey on the left when when he's fit. But he, at the moment, you know, it shows you ne- you need a squad, you need you need you need people you need different people, different options because from week to week with Covid still rearing its ugly head, you, you don't know what, what's going to happen. I mean, as we said earlier, on Thursday, McGinn and Ramsey were probably in that team. And then you're playing. You're playing Saturday forty eight hours later, and and they're not there, and everything you've done in the week has completely gone out the window. So you know you're seeing how much how much you need a squad. But El Gaza you mentioned there, Neil. I thought he was excellent. I see. I saw him getting stick on Twitter. There was a guy walking out of the ground. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Absolutely going crazy, laying into to El Ghazi. He ran ran his socks off. He was involved in the goal. He created chances. He never let his head drop. You know, he tried to make things happen. I see Dan James going to Leeds for £30, 30 million today, you know. Now he's playing for Man U yesterday and I thought he was not in the game at all. Terrible. And then they're shipping him off the next day. You know, for what we pay for our Ghazi and what he's actually given us, I, I,
2: I don't think we can ask for much more from the guy. Go- and then you're asking somebody who's been pretty critical of Algazi over his four-year stint in Aston, but and not critical from the point of view that I, get I want he him gone cons- out. He's the-
1: inconsistent, obviously. That's
2: that's exactly, it. And, and maybe he doesn't have the most rounded game in the world, but that's fine too. You know, I suppose a lot of the time when I talk about him, it's that you know you see this potential with him, and when he first came into the club and went. I, I, Actually, firstly, first time we were back in the Premier League, I was saying, "Why not play him up top?" He's got all the confidence in the world, and he's got a physique like Ronaldo. You know, he's big, strong boy. You know, play him up top and see what he does. But you know, that's he's his game is inconsistent. But it certainly wasn't yesterday, and it wasn't against Newcastle either. He's kind of. It it's a strange one and I never thought I, I I never could thought I'd see myself saying this about him, but it's like as if he embraced the fact that we like he had he had his back back against the wall mentality, I think, on Saturday and against Newcastle because um he looked just like a more mature player, kind of a more I'm not gonna say grown up player, but he looked like he was he was going out there to bust the gut and he was gonna do whatever he could do. And I thought he had a good game at the weekend as well. You know, he got in the ball very well. He he's like defenses are not comfortable with him running at them Um end product isn't isn't 100% with him but um what he seems to have done so far this year and I don't know whether I liked it and I gave out about an awful lot last year was he doesn't seem to be cutting in and taking those wild shots anymore but maybe that's maybe you that's something he needs off. to do you know he, he very he's very few shots I want mean, a pile of money off him last year you know El Ghazi over three shots absolutely just a, a that's your piggy bank like you were making money off that every week every every saturday and every week but now he's not taking shots anymore and i wonder maybe is like obviously somebody said it to him but um he still have, he's still having still impacting the way, the game in 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 a good way i think and um yeah so far I'm, I'm i'm quite happy with him there and he's definitely a massive part of the squad i know roma were interested in they we're talking about 17 18 million for him as you said if dan james is going to leeds for 30 million well then you know, I'd be cancelling any plane tickets to Roma if they were thinking about selling him for 17 or 18 because, while if other teams in the continent are getting bargains, they shouldn't be getting bargains out of Aston Villa for someone like uh, like Al Ghazi.
1: I mean, I don't know why on earth you would, you would get rid of him. I think he probably won't be in our first choice 11, Dolan, but, you know, rotation when no. people are missing, I think he could I don't think he'd ask for a, a much better player to come in on, on the flank. He ran his arse off on side. I cannot oh, overstate yeah. enough
3: how hard he worked going both yeah. ways. Yeah, and I think I think I think fans' slight frustrations with Agassi is his work rate, you know, it's his work rate and his and his mentality. It's like, does he want it <clears throat> enough? But you know, he, he, as Neil he said, he does seem he does seem pretty fired up. Um, he seems pretty angry this season. Like he wants to prove a point because obviously he's seen players like Bailey come in. Um, you know, we, we've bought attacking attacking footballers up the and he's probably got his back up a little bit um, because again, his, I mean, last season his number spoke spoke for themselves and. You know the, the 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 points return that we got from his goals and assists were um were 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 up there, you know. Um, but he's 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 played some like ninety five games and scored something like twenty two goals for us, which isn't you know it's not a bad return. Um, for 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 a player that fans don't rate, I just think with him, I just think he's a he's purely a purely confidence player. I think once he once we we show him some love, um, and uh, and he has some confidence, then then he performs. What again? What I want to see him do more of is, is just be a bit more direct. Just be a bit more direct and and believe in himself because he has he has the ability, he has the talent. I just think he's lacking a bit of self belief and a bit of confidence. Um, and when he and as we saw like last December when he went on that run, he came off the bench against Wolves, um, slotted away that penalty, and then he went he went on a on a on a goal fest. You know, I thought against Palace and Chelsea, and he was just he was just outstanding. So, um. I think you're right. I think he probably won't be in the first eleven week in, week out. But at the minute he's got the shirt ahead of Traore. um, for me at the minute, in terms of his of his of his consistency. Uh, but I uh yeah, I thought he I thought he was outstanding. And again, he what he scored four three goals in four games this season already. You know, so Yeah, people
1: point have pointed at some of them being penalties, but you know, you still have to see the penalty away. So what? He, did, he did more so, than score penalty last season. You've reeled off at least the games at Everton game when he scored a world at the end of the game to, to, to win it good to some for us. You know he's un- unbelievably impacted to, at times last season. I think he, I don't think he gets anywhere near the, the credit he deserves. And I honestly couldn't believe the guy. Who, who, he, I mean, he wasn't he just saying he, least, was, he, he was he was bad. A, he was absolutely ripping into it. Ridiculous.
3: Yeah, he won us at least twelve or fifteen points last season on his own. You know, with his with his um, with his goals easily. Um, so. Yeah, I think he was up there uh for me, you know, Martinez target, Grealish, but he was certainly in there as as was one of our top performers last last season without a doubt. Um yeah, and I do you know what? I've met him a few times and he's a really really nice guy. He's a really humble, humble guy, really polite, really genuine, really well spoken. So for me, yeah, I have I've absolutely no problems with him. Um I I think he's he's uh he's a really really good he's a, he's a really good footballer for us. Um and yeah i uh, i just don't understand like you know but it's it's like every every season fans pick on a player and and uh, they just turn on them you know and you, with him it's just been over the past few seasons he's just had a couple of stinkers and i think there's been a few times when i don't know what game it was when he was it brentford was it the game we were at against brentford in, in the championship away when ben ramos scored in the last minute and i think he he took a knock and he just he just didn't fancy it, and he and he just came uh, off. The Malpai,
1: was Malpai, scored, didn't he? Yeah, he wanted to come off.
3: Was it? Yeah, I'll he was Malpai. Yeah, and yeah, and I and remember just... the game. Yeah, 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 and he just, he just wasn't, he just wasn't. His meant I mentally, think he's moved, he's he moved away from, from that. All, all. I would say. I
1: I think he has he's gone from that though. I, That's I, that, He's a different. He's a different player from then. I, I would say.
3: I think he is, but I, st- I still think I still think a large portion of the other fans still think about those days in, in the championship. You know, and then even earlier when we came in that season, when we came in.
1: Oh, we've lost Dolan's audio again. Don't know what's going on. Is Neil, Neil still
2: there? Yeah, he's
1: still there. I mean, Dolan talks about Dolan talks about talks. I mean, he's going to absolutely lose his head in a minute, Dolan. He's going to go full Roy Kane <laughs> like, on the producer after this. After this, I, I reckon. Targets someone who obviously had a he had an absolute stinker. Against Watford, terrible. He, he was awful. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll know. He'll know himself. But he looked a bit shaky at the start of the game on on, on Saturday. Again, we talked about it earlier. He Probably wasn't supposed to be playing, and he's ended up starting the game. But as the game went on, he actually got he got fitter and he got better. And he made a great. He made a really good piece of defending at the end of the game. A great block where he kind of cut off the pass. And blocked the shot. The, I would say it was a, a goal-saving block. He, he defended it really well. And I think he grew as the as the game went on and was more like the target of last season. I think he's one that's taken a while to get the fitness going. But just by just by playing that ninety minutes, I think by the end of it, you know, he was he, adrenaline was carrying him through. He, he was running and his fitness was getting back. And I thought he had a good second half.
2: Yeah, he's like you don't lose talent overnight, and I, I know I don't need to tell you that. But like, it's he crushed the confidence against Ishmael Asar, and and uh, you know he got he got sat down for it. You know he got sat down for it. And that shows that shows a kind of um, I suppose to me it kind of shows that, that Dean Smith got a lot of criticism last year. I won't say a lot of criticism. Probably some of it was correct in hindsight when we look at it. But like he played the same eleven week in week out for first portion of the season and no matter and and things were going great and he didn't need to change the team but i suppose the first sign that things were going wrong this season, he changes Matty Target. You know, he whips him off at halftime, brings on Jacob Ramsey. People weren't happy with it, and that's cool as well because it was a, what looked like an unorthodox sub. And then next thing, Ashley Young corrals uh, Ishmael Sarr in the second half, and then Matty Target still has to sit down in the second game as well and doesn't come off the bench against Newcastle. And then into the third game, then he gets his chance due to people being out of the team. And, uh, you know, he it, it's up to him then to prove that he's, like, he's going to hold on to that shirt that left back and he did do some really good things you know he did do as you say he did have one good um one good track back and, and um i i can't quite remember what 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 the lead up to it was but um it was uh it was really good and remember it did stick out in my mind that he actually made that little um that that defensive action but also from the goal they scored if i'm not mistaken and i'm going to watch it back again i have memories of He's on the post and he he's the only one who comes charging out off the post to try to get to Ivan Tony. And he's making a burst through a bunch of players to try and get a block yeah, on he it. Was
1: clo- he was close. He was close. He was close. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was he close as well to getting quick- that block.
2: And no, no one else reacted in the box when that ball fell to Ivan Tony because um, because Younger pulled away from him and he was there and he was right in the penalty spot and as you know he's there he's their main man you know his name is in bold writing on every one of the team the um, I suppose the game plan sh- planning sheets beforehand and look it just felt him and he popped it in there but Target was making a beeline for him and just couldn't get there he, i think he might have been coming off the post if i'm not mistaken but yeah look he improved a bit a bit of a way to go i think to be my target of last year but certainly improved and and um you know that can only be a positive for someone like my target
1: enjoyed the unintended pun there with the bay line playing against brentford i know you didn't mean to do that you but I, I personally yeah. in, in, i personally enjoy things like that so that was that was good darling you've come back but i think we're probably done to, to be so. honest, I don't want to go into too I, much more detail about transfers or anything because we want to do a pod in the week.
3: Five minutes. Yeah, Just come back to say goodbye. Yeah. 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 Yeah,
1: we're gonna I mean we're gonna not pay Adam this week. He's not getting any money at all <laughs> off the Villa View after after this display. Yeah, there we go. Look at look, look, looking for a new job. I mean, if we thought John Insley was bad. Adam's really taken, taken, taken the post this, this week, hasn't he? But yeah, thank you ever so much for you guys for joining me. And don't forget, if you do want to buy some Purity Ale, if you use the code hashtag Villaview, you'll be able to get 10% off. Thanks ever so much for watching. New system going on tonight, so a few teething problems. Obviously, that's that's cost us a few of Dolan's thoughts, but I don't know, will, will we lose any sleep over it? Who knows what what he was going to say. We'll be back with a pod in in the week. We will do a pod because obviously transfer deadlines tomorrow. We want to see what happens, don't expect Villa to be too active but you do never know, if anything exciting comes up, the club may take some action, thanks again for tuning in, hopefully the people that did watch enjoyed, stay safe and up the Villa
0: Sports Social Podcast Network With Lucky landslides, Slots you can get lucky just
3: about anywhere